and welcome to today's episode of the incandescent health and wellness magazine's mind body spirit and soul show i am hope Katz gibbs publisher of the magazine and host of the show on incandescent radio and incandescent tv and i am thrilled to be here with shari aldrich founder of body mechanics school of massage welcome shari thank you hope it's so awesome to be here well this is really amazing before we get started let me fill you in on shari as the owner of Body Mechanics, she has the ability to focus her life's work to help people reach their goals through education. Her personal mission is to help 1 million people get out of pain by 2025 by helping them incorporate massage and fitness into their daily lives. While she knows she can't personally touch a million people, although she might want to, she's <laughs> an amazing massage therapist, uh, she can teach enough of us at her three schools so that we can go out and work the magic. So it's totally awesome. And I am thrilled to be one of her students. I graduated last Thursday today. It is almost a week. Uh, I can't even believe a week has passed. Um, but I was part of the first graduating class from Santa Fe School of Body Mechanics School in Santa Fe. So today we get to talk uh, to Sherry about her magic, her background, her career for the cover of Being Candescent Health and Wellness magazine. June, July, issue 2022. So Shari, first question for you. How'd you get into massage therapy? Wow, uh, it's, a, it's a loaded question. Uh, it's, a, it's a pretty long one. I'm not sure if you want the abridged version or the long version. Bring it. <laughs> Bring it, okay. All right, so I guess the, the easiest way to say it is that um, I was under a lot of stress back in 1997. I was an IT director supporting 150 computers in 10 offices in two states by myself uh, up here in Washington state. And the president of the company refused to get me any help. And uh, in a really short amount of time, we had three deaths in my family. Uh, my brother died of a stroke in 1997, uh, 36 years old. And three years after that, we lost our mom to lung cancer, where we found out her diagnosis on Saturday and she died on Monday. Uh, and uh, four years after that, my older sister was killed in a head-on collision on the freeway where she crossed over the median and hit a car going the other way. And that woman died as well. And my sister was 39 years old. So um, I had these three significant deaths in my family, uh, two of my siblings under the age of 40. I was in my late 30s uh, and under these, uh, this tremendous stress, I was having headaches every day, taking 10 to 12 ibuprofen every day just to get through um, and, and just and manage. I had two kids, uh, they were early teens, and uh, I would wake up at night and have dreams that I was gonna die before I was 40. And um, I really just uh, remember thinking that my kids would grow up without a mom and how sad that would be for me, for them, because my mom meant everything to me. And um, the thought of my kids growing up without a mom, just, it broke me, it really honestly broke me. And so one morning in January of 2004, I, um, I call it my cosmic alarm clock that went off. Uh, something said to, to train for a marathon. Um, I've been an athlete my whole life, but never a distance runner. In fact, I wanted to play soccer in college, um, but my brother told me the team that I wanted to play for ran five miles a day. And I was like, yeah, no, I can't, I can't, I can't do that. And so I didn't play soccer in college. And so now here I am in my you know, mid thirties and I wake up and decide to train for and run the Seattle marathon. So not being a distance runner was challenging, but every morning I got up and said to myself, don't even think about it, get up, get dressed, go run. And that became my mantra for a year. 
Don't even think about it. Get up, get dressed, go run. And so over the course of training, I walked into a health food store and uh, there was a new massage therapist in town and he was doing uh, free sports massage uh, to drum up business. And uh, so I got a free sports massage and he asked me if I wanted to come back and schedule to get a full massage. And honestly, I was so naive to the, the massage world that I thought it would be an hour of the same thing that I just had in this stretching massage. I thought it would just be stretching, compression, fully clothed. And he tells me to get undressed and get under the sheets. And uh, I was pretty mortified, <laughs> like a pretty modest uh, person up. And until then, uh, this conversation in my head was, uh, well, you're just being approved. You need to do this. So, so I did. And the minute he put his hands on my back was an epiphany that massage is what I'd been looking for my whole life, not as a career, but just for my own health. And so over the course of training, I started getting weekly massages and he encouraged me to check out the massage profession. Two things he said to me was that uh, he thought I'd be really good. Uh, and I asked him, why, why do you think I'll be really good? And he just said, because I'd been injured uh, in my past and that I was an athlete, that those two things would lead me to understand how the body moved and how to rehab and repair your body. And the second thing uh, was when he told me how much money his stepfather made as a massage therapist. And um, it, was, it, was, it was significant enough that uh, not being motivated by money, which was not what it, where I was, but I was tied to these golden handcuffs in this IT uh, profession where uh, my family was used to the amount of money I was making. And so I really felt like um, this was a viable option for me. So I checked out massage school and uh, decided to do it. I ran the marathon in uh, November of 2004 and started massage school in February of 2005. So that's the long story. <laughs> wow, that is amazing. And the story continues, right? Because somehow you started teaching and then became the owner of Body Mechanics based up in Tumwater, Washington. So tell us how that evolved. Yeah, so I, uh, I did go to massage school 2005 and I graduated in 2006. Uh, as soon as I graduated, I started, uh, started at the school as an assistant instructor and uh, also started traveling around the country with the owner of the school, helping him teach continuing ed workshops, which gave me a unique perspective of massage therapists around the country to see how other schools produced massage therapists. And I really felt like body mechanics grads were some of the best in the country. Um, I was teaching for, uh, for the former owner from 2006 until 2009. Uh, for those that remember the economy that we were, uh, that we, the recession that the country was in, uh, he decided to close the school due to the economy. And when he made that decision, I asked myself what I could do to keep it going because I wasn't ready for this to end. I, I liken it to, you know, one side, one path was death and sadness and the other side was new and exciting in this new career that I'd moved into. And so um, when, when he said he was closing the school, we negotiated for uh, for several months and came to an agreement and I became the owner in July of 2010. Wow, that's amazing. And then you eventually opened another school in Vancouver, Washington, and then this year in Santa Fe. So how did that all evolve? Whew, okay, so <laughs> uh, sorry, my stories are long-winded. Um, 2012, I bought um, the building that our Tumwater campus is in, a 6,000 square foot facility. Uh, had to find um, an investor to believe in me and what my vision was and where I was going with the school. Uh, and so he, um, he, he did believe in me and helped me get into this building that I bought. And uh, 2013, I was going through a divorce and decided to 
do a, a, a mud run, um, kind of like this, you know, new and alive and this feeling that I had in my body and this change that I was going through and decided to do a mud run. And I was on one of the obstacles at the, it's one of the, the an aggressive uh, extreme type of mud run. And while I was on one of the obstacles, uh, my finger got stuck on one of them and ripped off my hand. Uh, which was really, I mean, devastating for my career. Uh, at the time, I was massaging 25 to 30 clients a week. And uh, it was pretty devastating in that it, it uh, was significant enough, ripped the uh, tendon all the way up to the muscle up here. So I had a lot of arm and hand dysfunction that took a long time to heal um, physically, mentally, emotionally, and financially. Uh, took a long time to recover from that. 2015, I was on a trip to Argentina. I was talking with a friend of mine. And, um, you know, he was kind of helping me see the, the change that, that I had gone through, through losing this finger, uh, where it forced me to work on my business instead of in my business, which was an important transition as an entrepreneur uh, to go through, to not be the technician, but to be the visionary. And so he said something to me, which was really pivotal to my growth, where he said, you realize the injury had to happen to your hand, Right. And I looked at him and he said, um, well, if it had happened anywhere else on your body, you would still be massaging. And even though you loved it, you wouldn't have had the level of growth that you've had since then. So that thought shift in my head was really pivotal where when I got home from Argentina, I turned on my phone and there was a voicemail uh, opportunity for, um, for Vancouver, Washington, which is about 90 miles south of where my school is. And it uh, led to me um, quickly opening the school. So I heard about it in December and we opened in March of 2016. So we just passed our fifth year of having the campus in, uh, in uh, Vancouver, Washington. Uh, flash forward to through many years of the life of an entrepreneur, ups and downs and whatnot, COVID hits in 2020. Uh, 2021 presented an opportunity to expand to Santa Fe, New Mexico, which was uh, again, through a recession in the country that was happening, um, I was in talks with the owners of the Santa Fe School of Massage to look at perhaps buying their school. In the end, it didn't make sense to go that route. And with their blessing, I expanded uh, my school into Santa Fe. So that's how uh, I come to have a school in Santa Fe, New Mexico. Very cool. And we appreciate that. I have a really good friend, the woman who gave me this amazing succulent planter. And she said, it just showed up when you were ready to go to massage. Oh. So that was beautiful. Um, but talk a little bit about how different communities around the country practice massage a little bit differently. Well, Washington state is very medical based. Um, we're, we're one of the only states in the country, I believe there's three that massage therapy can bill insurance uh, exclusive of working with or for a chiropractor or medical facility. Uh, and so we are healthcare providers. We're overseen by uh, the Department of Health, which is a different distinction than most massage therapists around the country where they're more service providers and they're overseen by Department of Licensing. And so it, it offers uh, a different pathway where massage is seen as a medical necessity in Washington state. Uh, where around the country, uh, perhaps viewed as more of a luxury item. And so uh, it's, a, it's a difference in mindset and definitely something that I see in, I think, in New Mexico, where massage not being uh, a healthcare field is, I think, viewed a little bit differently. And I, I've talked to enough providers, massage therapists around the country, 
to, uh, to kind of give validation on that thought that in some states, massage is seen as more health, other states more of a luxury. Yeah, and I think that's what's so interesting going to school here using, because your program is amazing. Um, I hope that our viewers take a look at your books. You have two books. One was our textbook for our advanced massage class. And it was really just, I mean, healing, right? And you, you like, there's a picture on uh, of you with your feet up against the wall doing some massage. <laughs> and your stuff is just so fabulous and fantastic. Oh, thank um, you. Yeah, no, it's, and then there's, you know, neuromuscular release that one of our teachers taught us. And so there's just so many remarkable ways to help a body heal mm -hmm. Talk a little bit about what you've seen in your career and how different uh, modalities are really effective. Um, wow, that's a good question. In 2006, I, I, is when I first had this idea of helping a million people get out of pain. And it was, uh, it wasn't even formulated around what happened to me in 2013 and uh, the trauma that I went under with losing my finger. 2006, I was very much the technician. And I really felt like it was my job to help my clients get out of pain. Uh, it wasn't until uh, losing my finger and going through the healing process as both a um, body worker and the patient at the same time, and kind of having this conscious, conscious observer being part of that journey with me that I really started to see uh, a broader scope of the body mind connection. Um, primarily because of, uh, the phantom pain that I experienced through losing my finger, um, having, um, shocking nerve pain that would just stop me in my tracks and make me yell out in pain, um, going through a hypnotic process to basically ridding myself of the pain and kind of seeing more the, the role of the patient in their healing journey was really pivotal to me. Um, and so it's changed the way I look at my school program where we've included into our core curriculum um, classes on that body-mind connection. I don't think I would have gotten there as a school director without having gone through this trauma injury myself. Other classes that I've taken that have been really pivotal to me are neurosomatic uh, work and kind of uh, understanding the role of posture and structure in uh, the, the pain journey. Uh, I've done uh, visceral massage. Most of my work has been in orthopedic based uh, techniques. And so I've not really been exposed as a body worker to more maybe Eastern philosophies or uh, more, um, yeah, I guess that's probably the best way to say it. Cause I'm so much in, in this camp over here, uh, that, um, that's really where my head is. I, you know, the mission of helping a million people get out of pain was formed in 2006, more related to the deaths in my family and, and trauma in a different way. Having the injury led me down a different path where I'm seeing the body mind connection. So hopefully that answered the question and kind of where I'm coming at my, my school from. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I had uh, Esther Sternberg is a good friend of mine, and um, she was a, a rheumatoid expert at the National Institutes of Health. And she didn't really see the mind body connection. Mm -hmm. And then when her mom was dying, she said, go look at this. And then because of the stress, Esther developed arthritis, and she ended mm -hmm. up going to Greece to heal herself and then has written yeah. books for the decades since. So I think it's you know, you have some, for some people, it has to be proven. They have to feel it in their own bodies and see it. And, and I mm -hmm. am in that Eastern philosophy camp. I'm a Reiki master, a 
all yoga teacher and all that jazz. So yeah, mm-hmm. it's really fascinating to see different ways of doing this. And it's a beautiful thing, you know? I mean, yeah. I didn't know what a pin and stretch was until I took your class. <laughs> yeah, um, but I think the beautiful thing is is seeing how these modalities can work together. You know, um, being down there last week for the graduation and hearing from the students and the staff how these this two different camps, because everybody down there, with the exception of students, all of my staff went to different schools. And I came in with a curriculum that's very strongly based on treatment work. And there was, it seems like a beautiful marriage of these two uh, different philosophies that really led to, I think, uh, a phenomenal body worker uh, in you and your classmates. So super excited to see this difference uh, and how it plays out over the years. Absolutely. And, you know, Mm -hmm. some teachers, I'd be like, I don't know how to do that. And they say, but just just put it in the back of your mind because mm-hmm. you will want to do a pin and stretch when someone comes in with frozen shoulder. You will want yeah. to, and exactly. the jar is great. Yeah, so that's pretty cool. All well, right. I mean, you know, I think also if you think about how long as adult learners it takes us to learn things, right? And so right now it might not make sense to you, uh, and in years from now it it might just all of a sudden click, and you you were taught it in school, but it when the student is ready, the lesson will come. So it'll become more comfortable to you uh, over the years for sure. <laughs> Thank you very much. <laughs> you are like a fantastic chiller as are all of our <laughs> It's been an amazing 10 months and actually it's inspired me to write my new book, The Massage School Memoir, 10 Months oh, in My Life. And you know, the idea is, you know, even if you don't want to practice massage, this, this background is mm-hmm. just amazing. Last night, my daughter and I, uh, she came in for graduation and we went to uh, Ojo Santa Fe to soak. It's an amazing spa. And one of the people in the jacuzzi was asking me questions about massage because I told her I had just graduated. It was just sort of interesting to teach her how, like where her scalings mm-hmm. are and how she can help her husband. And she was kind of giving him a dry massage. I said, you might want to use lotion. And so it's, <laughs> everyone sort of has this, you know, yeah. need to be touched and to touch it's it's a magical thing so talk a little mm-hmm. bit more about a career as a massage therapist I love that in 2012 you wrote a book called a massage career is not for wimps <laughs> yeah. so give us some feedback on to where you were then what you were thinking where you are now and any mm-hmm. advice you have for someone that wants to do what I just did and me and my classmates and go through your mm-hmm. program okay so yeah back in 2012 uh and up until probably 2017, I uh, was definitely in the camp that every massage therapist should want to have their own business. Uh, and, and I think that was strongly rooted in the pain and suffering I felt as an employee. Um, I knew two things when I went to massage school. I never wanted another boss ever again. And I needed to make as much money as I was making in IT to support my family in the way they were used to it. And so for me, it was, I was driven from day one to go this path. And I felt as a, as a school owner that everybody should feel the same. Uh, And so uh, the last couple of years have really led me to um, be less forcing my beliefs down their throats and really being more understanding that everybody's journey is not my journey. And so we've really kind of flipped the script on our business side where we're looking at it from the lens of the self-employed or the employee. Uh, and so what my focus now has shifted to uh, in either direction that a student wants to go is more on career satisfaction and joy. And so what I've kind of morphed my thoughts into is um, 
is really that joy factor in your life, um, you know, and, and doing what brings you the most joy. Um, I once uh, was talking with an oncologist friend, and that's one of the things that as an oncologist, he said to me, there's two choices in life. There's joy or not joy. And so uh, in, in, that, in that camp then of looking at being an employer, being self-employed, uh, is, is finding the job that's going to make you the most happiest. Uh, so massage can be kind of a lonely field when you close the door and you go in the treatment room uh, and being with one person for an hour, if there's no conversation, they want to relax, it can be kind of lonely. And so you need to be able to uh, make sure that you find the client that's going to bring you the most um, satisfaction in doing this kind of work. And that's part of what we do as a school is help our students really identify who their ideal client is and how to find that person to be on their table, whether they're an employee or self-employed. Um, massage therapy is the, one of the fastest growing fields in the United States, growing at a 32% clip faster than average for most industry in the United States. Forbes uh, recently did an article on the um, financial, um, sorry, the earning income uh, potential for massage therapists. And on average in Washington state, we were third in the country at $67,000 a year average. Uh, New Mexico was closer to 47,000, uh, but, but it shows that uh, there is um, definite uh, earning capabilities for the person that's driven. Uh, one of the things I tell our students, whether you're an employee or self-employed, is that uh, you have to be driven to find the, the, uh, the clients to work on, um, to really, and again, having an idea of who it is that you want to work on to get that person on your table. So the, the growth potential is there through COVID. We saw uh, and, and dramatic increase of people that want to get massage. Uh, and we unfortunately saw many massage therapists around the country leave in the field. In fact, massage schools, we lost 400 massage schools in the United States. Uh, and so there's critical shortage uh, while at the same time, critical growth that has happened. And so uh, the viability for a successful career is really, it's there. Whoever, whoever wants this kind of work uh, and, and, and wants to be somebody that, helps other people, um, it's there. You, you, can, you can earn a viable living doing massage. And that is very good news for a recent graduate. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yeah, and what I love about Santa Fe is there are so many options here. Mm -hmm. And I think it really depends on where you've been, like you said, and where you wanna mm -hmm. go. And you know, just this power of touch and the ability to connect with other people and help them feel better, mm -hmm. it's really amazing. Yeah. And speaking of joy, I love one of the one of the many things I love about your company is that you do it with your daughters. Talk a little bit about that. Yeah, when uh, when I bought the school in 2010, I bought it in, in, in I took it over in December of 2009. Uh, I became the owner in July of 2010, but my uh, younger daughter became a student in February of 2010. So she's been with me almost from the very beginning. She was 19 years old when she became a massage therapist. Uh, and my older daughter was uh, two years behind her in 2012. So they've both been with me from almost the very beginning. Uh, my, uh, my older daughter now is, uh, she's my compliance officer, for lack of a better word. She's very detail-oriented, so she makes sure that all of my schools are following the rules and the regulations. And she also helps me in another business that I have where I help massage therapists around the country open their own massage schools. It's a business in a box done for you program. So she's really strong on the compliance side. 
Um, my younger daughter is my campus coordinator uh, at my Tumwater campus. She also is my bookkeeper and she's uh, a kinesiology instructor extraordinaire. So she wears many hats. Uh, both of them have kids. I have seven grandkids between my two daughters and uh, all of the kids have been with us up and until they're two years old. So when I say family business, we're uh, really serious about that and that my little ones are the little ones are running around until they hit two years old. Uh, my granddaughter at five years old went to kindergarten and asked her or her uh, kindergarten teacher on the first day of school if she wanted a squishy. So they've all been raised in this environment. So yeah, it's, uh, it is a great joy working with my daughters and, and um, being able to provide a, a, a living for them. Yeah, yeah, that's good. I like it. <laughs> it's amazing. And it's something that I, I love the family business model too. It's, we're all in this together. And your daughter is an amazing kinesiology expert. She really explained the whole like the four muscles in the rotator cuff to me and which one out subscapularis is the one that hurts. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> It's the queen mother. <laughs> it's all good. Yeah. Well, you know, it's amazing what I've learned in 10 months. I, mm -hmm. I had no idea how challenging it would be painful sometimes because mm. seven to go back to school, like yeah. you said, it's a bit challenging, but a magical, magical, magical experience. So the massage school memoirs um, will feature all of the teachers that I've had a privilege of working with some from Tumwater, like amazing mm -hmm. Don Edge and yourself mm -hmm. and um, the school, the teachers from here. So hopefully we'll spread the beautiful word. But before, yeah. before we finish, let's talk a little more about you. So tell us about you being a comedian. Oh, uh, <laughs> yeah. So um, I like to challenge myself. Uh, obviously, I mean, doing a mud run um, was a big challenge for me. Uh, oh, 2019, I think it was right before COVID, I... Uh, I hired a comedy coach, uh, somebody that could help me do stand-up comedy. Uh, and I've performed three times at Caroline's on Broadway in New York City. Uh, and then once locally here in one of my markets. It's definitely uh, not a career choice, but there's a lot of funny things that you can talk about when you lose a finger. Uh, so, so primarily that's what I'm talking about is kind of a way to process a lot of what I went through, through my uh, the, the deaths in my family, my, my siblings, uh, my kids, the trauma, the divorce, all of this is a way to kind of process that and have fun in the process and challenge and grow. <laughs> Amazing. I remember you were at school and you said that you had gone for a manicure. And <laughs> I know. What did the lady say? That was hysterical. Oh, she, she's looking at my hand. She says, oh, honey, what happened? Like, it was just <laughs> funny. I think my scar was a little more obvious back then or something, but anyway, it's just funny. What happened? <laughs> well, it's amazing yeah. what you can do, uh, Sherry Aldridge. You're really a phenomenal Aww. entrepreneur and woman and leader and role model for all of us. So thank you so much for being thank you. here today on the Mind, Body, Spirit, Soul Show. And um, yeah, I look forward to more and just sharing your wisdom and your your school with as many people as I can, because I, it changed my life. So thank, thank you. you. Hope. And I'm so excited for your career development and uh, just to watch you grow over the course of 10 months. It's been amazing for me from afar to see the growth that you had in you. I think what you said is, is important where uh, a lot of people don't realize the challenges that happen in massage school. I think they think it's just massage and to the science side of it is, is really challenging for a lot of people. So Kudos to you for your follow through on it and uh, best wishes for a long and successful career. Thank you so much. And to you too. Yeah. I mean, body mechanics is a really special school with, that teaches pathology, 
anatomy, kinesiology, massage, business, ethics, it's mm-hmm. psychology, yeah. the psychology of the body. And yeah. I have my temporary license. So for the next year, <laughs> I pass the awesome. exam, I get to start touching tomorrow, uh, seated chair massage at the local hospital. They're doing a Oh, fantastic. Here. Yeah. So with my classmates, we're all going to show up with our chairs and work on people. So thank you for everything. And thank you to our audience for being with us tonight. We really appreciate your time and go get a massage. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks, Hope. (laughs) I wish Sherry Aldridge. We'll see you soon. 